Welcome back to the PYP, the Practical Youth Pastor. I'm your host, Chris Holland, along with Steve, Steve Johnson. Johnson. It's me. Did you did you hear about Dave Jorks that's last week? Yeah, oh my goodness. He's back! <laughs> Came all the way back from Rencon. He found us again. Which is Rencon Prez in Rencon? No, Rincon Mountain Presbyterian Church is in Tanka Verde. Yeah, first church plant of your churches. Or your, yeah, of your yeah, church, Chris. Yeah, we were the first church plant. And we can't even get the name hills. right. We're no. the, I, yeah. <laughs> That's great. You know that first child's always kind of a... Uh, Friction with dad. Yeah. I was second born. But so loves him. Loves him. Yeah. That's that's good. Um, but we're back. This is Series 18, Episode 3, talking about uh, counseling. We've talked so far about what are some counseling topics kids may bring in. Then we talked about how do you address and handle things in those moments. And lastly, we're going to talk about when do you know when you should hand somebody off to a different professional that uh, has maybe more time or has more specialty or somebody that uh, can work effectively alongside you in your ministry and alongside the parents effectively too uh, to work through the sanctification of the kids. So have you all had situations where you've handed kids off before? Lord knows I have. What, what, what about you? Dave? Not your personal children. I'm oh, saying like your oh, youth. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to think for a little bit. <laughs> so my... I am just recently into full-time ministry at a church, and I've been the last 10 years a middle school teacher at a Christian school. Wow. And so... In town in Tucson? Yeah, Desert Christian. Oh, the, awesome. other, the other, not push. Eagles soar. Yeah, Eagles. I, I did not graduate from there, but someone I know did, and it, it's actually, I won't say his name because it's actually... It doesn't detrimental. Mean, yeah. Dave was a pup. Dave went to the government schools. Yeah, I, went, I, went I did to the, too. I went to the gov- government schools. It's a hard schools. knock life. Mm-hmm. Although there are people that think that I graduated from Desert Christian in '94 because I was hanging look. out with all those guys all the time, See, even though I was going to Sorrow. That was one of the fun things. Dave Dave came through the, the youth group I grew up in, but he came through, you know a decade earlier, whatever it at was. Least. Was and that at Camino Baptist? It was. Yes. And I remember being in our youth pastor's room, and he had kind of like a hall of fame where he had different pictures up of like his favorite kids. I never got on that wall. But I remember one of, of, of Dave over here in uh, a red and white, probably Saguaro Letterman's jacket. Really? He had that young Kirk Cameron energy about Ooh. him so i always knew about dave but yeah we can't pre ray comfort or post pre ray i'm oh, okay. talking i'm talking <laughs> show me that smile oh Kirk. yeah okay show me that smile, smile. yeah <laughs> yeah and and so so the growing pains uh kirk cameron and occasional cameos on full house but anyway mm. um and so i think i thought you went to desert like i think even though i remember that picture of you in a different yeah. letterman's jacket he went to a school of football but anyway, so I didn't here nor play there. football. No, no. Wow, that would have been cool. You did stuff like debate and all of that. Yeah, that would have been cool too. Yeah, no, Just I was a big burnout. Oh man, just like Chris probably was. Now it's all of a sudden we're counseling Dave. Yeah. So what's the heaviest <laughs> weight yeah. about that, Dave? I'm not going to tell your parents anything. <laughs> <laughs> they are in Michigan. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Happiest days of my if life. If we killed your dog, what would you say? <laughs> oh, Who would you tell? Man. Do you have a plan? So, so I already killed my dog. What does that say <laughs> about me? Just to feel something. Oh, so man. is it is it your is it your point that because you're in a in a for ten years in a middle school where they've got policies and procedures and 
things in place because they tend to be more organized than churches. I, yeah. That's kind of where I was going. Okay. It was just like it got pretty. Well, first of all, there's a lot of conflation when you're at a Christian school because they almost look at you like you're a youth pastor. Oh, yeah. And you almost think you are a youth pastor, but you're also, you've got to remember, I really need to teach this subject they've given me to teach like a real teacher. And so it's a hard, it's hard to sometimes draw the lines, but at the same time, that's one of the freedoms is you don't have to necessarily draw the lines and you can Mm -hmm. be that counselor person and you can, uh, do that role. And that was, you know, that was part of the, the real joy of that job, I think. Yeah. But yeah, there were certainly times when you're getting into some of these issues and you're starting, you get to know those kids pretty well. And that's one of the other benefits of being a teacher is you're spending so much time with those, with, with those students that you can begin to say to parents, Hey, listen, I'm not a professional when it comes to this, but I've seen, these behaviors over the course of my time with students and I've seen where it's gone and I'd like to try to help you find out if you, your kid needs to find help. So that's, um, I haven't had to kind of go there yet in my new position as a full-time youth pastor guy, but I think I'm equipped for it. I think I can begin to see that and, understand it is okay it's okay to be out of your depth it's okay to say i'm not equipped to handle this this is but it's good to know what you are equipped for and it's good to be able to say then to the parent that but this is what i can do and this is what i want to do and so i think that's an important part of it is to say here's here's what i can do here's what i can't do i will try to help you find help for the things that i really can't do well and I think one thing that's unique with you and I versus Chris over here, who's taking his shirt off, which is uh, super unprofessional, is that once um, again I need counseling. Yeah, yeah, seriously, that's that's those can't be freckles. That you need to get that taken look at. Okay, he's shaking his head and he's taking his headphones off. He doesn't want to talk anymore. But what's different between you and I is that we're elders also in our churches. Yes, and so that duality kind of lends to like a very practical on road. Whereas for poor Chris, who's just they just call him a director and they, they don't even let him sit in the elder meetings. Um, he probably does have to bridge that gap a little differently. Um, okay, Chris, please put that back up. No, I'm being, I'm being serious, man. I don't feel comfortable with you doing that. Continue this podcast. Oh, oh that's, that's dis- that is disgusting. Strange. Oh, it's not what paper towels are for, but okay. <laughs> anyway. So, so when, and it is interesting because you bring up the point that a lot of times people do see Christian school teachers as youth pastors. I would put to you, man, they, other than the fact that teachers have to actually teach a curriculum, they can't just write with whatever they want and teach kind of like what we do. Not that we shouldn't follow curriculum, but most of the time we're pretty freelance. I do feel like all things considered in a family, they are the exact same thing as a youth pastor. Well, a faith sharing Christian adult who can right. speak into that kid's life. If anything, you, a Christian teacher is with those kids. You're with them more. 20 times. No, you, as long yeah. As we are it's, in a week. It, if you, and they have to hang out with yes, you. Otherwise really they get a bad grade. No, yes. So, so here's, here's the thing on that. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about that and we're kind of off on a rabbit trail, but it's live. a good, it's a good one for a minute. Um, it, because if you have families, that are in Christian schools. Um, 
you may not actually see their kids much at youth group because that starts <coughs> to take the place. That's mm-hmm. the danger is that starts to take the place of, uh, of a faith community. Um, but yeah, the teacher there is definitely a youth minister, youth pastor. Uh, and there are a lot of people that I taught with in the middle school and high school who went that way because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to be in youth ministry. And yeah. they like, this is the way that I can spend the most time. They want to take the, the structure away from it a little bit. And, and so that's super cool. But in that role, you know, one of the things was, Hey, how have you gotten your youth pastor or your church involved in what's going on? Or how can I help you do that? Right. And, and I mean, that's one of the professionals that that teacher is going to look at. Right. So now I'm on the next level of mm-hmm. it. And then they come to me and yeah, they started seeing this stuff at school. How can we deal with this? So I'm like second level. And now it's like, you're, you're trying to figure out when do I pull the trigger and how do I know that I've got good resources in my pocket to even point them to see and, and, and you bringing this up is almost like a, well, you know, I'm kind of new to it because I've been a teacher. I think you actually unearthed an amazing point. As we build these faith communities, they are to include your teachers and, you know, your believing teachers and your youth guys and all of that. Because in the same way that you're in the classroom going to see the kids loads more, you're also going to have more opportunity to notice those issues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I would guess that the youth pastor in a lot of these situations is the last to find out because it's the most, it, it's the shortest amount of time. Um, and usually the, the least uh, parents are least concerned yeah. with that organization. Right. Cause it's, it's it, look, and I know this is an unpopular position, but I, you, you'd mentioned almost dangerously. It can become uh, that, that community. I don't think it's dangerous. I don't think that if a kid is in uh, the, the classroom in a Christian classroom with, especially with mom and dad, owning their part at home that and they're in church on Sunday. I don't think that you need I don't think that you need youth group. I think it's a cool fun thing and I love my youth group kids, but some of those kids don't need it. Uh, yeah, so I want to clarify that. I as a youth pastor, I totally agree with that, but there is the other part of it and they're in church correct regularly. Correct. And that's where home first that's w- church second. Right. And that's where I think there's a, a big breakdown in our culture that so that that church net is missing. That's why it's got to be important that the church is a critical part of the family's life and they don't let the school become the church. Right. The school can't become the church because we have to be the level up of help from the teacher mm-hmm. um, and then help find that other help further on. And so just encouraging families to um, say, we need to be connected at, at a body where we're being fed the word every week and we're in that worshiping community because the school's not a worshiping community. Even if we have chapel services or whatnot, it's not the same as right. being fed by preaching and the sacraments. And So all that to say, though... Um, it's really important then to understand where we're at in the game. One of the practical things I just thought about that uh, from my experience as a teacher, and one of the things I wondered about is as a teacher in the Christian school, I didn't know the youth workers from 
all the churches where my the, the students were going. I didn't know who they were. Oh yeah. I, you know, and so it wasn't like I had a place to just reach out and, and say, call Chris or Steve and say, Hey, I got, I've got your kid in three of my classes or I'm coaching his flag football team. Um, man, do you, do you want to just get together and, and talk about some of the kids that are, are going to school here that are in your, your church or your youth group? Um, that, you know, I, I, I wonder, I mean, I think some teachers will be more open to that than others in terms of if you contact them, Mm -hmm. but just maybe finding out how can we not just get to go and have lunch with the kids at school, but wow, could, could we tap into the resource that is their kids, teachers that see them all those hours every week? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there like a, is there a rule against reaching out for teachers in Christian schools generally? I, I mean, I don't think there would have been a desert. Yeah. I just didn't really feel like I had the bandwidth to go out to that many churches and figure out who is interested. I mean, is it, and, as a teacher, though, would it be per- and, perceived as arrogant to say, hey, I know your kids really well? Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying it is. Well, yeah, no, see, I, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the teachers would reach out. Yeah. And I think if youth pastors reached out to teachers that some of the teachers may, I, as, I don't know where the teachers would be. I think, the teachers I worked with, there would be quite a few of them that would say, wow, thanks for introducing yourself. Thanks for coming to find me. Thanks for being interested in your what your kids are doing during the week. Um, so I, I, that just kind of hit me, hmm. just being new and being new on the other side of this ministry of like, mm-hmm. I've got this natural inroad with because I know all the teachers at Desert, but how important is it for me to just try to figure out where the other kids are going and and if they've got, especially if it's a like-minded teacher that's worried about the spiritual health of the student, mm-hmm. to kind of to know them, um, and be able to have at least a channel of communication, so that some, if something is going on, that teacher has one more place to just say, "Hey, do you do you see this? Does your does this is this mm-hmm. something you see? Could we do we maybe want to talk to mom and dad about that?" Because mm-hmm. what I like about this is this does rephrase or, or almost like repositions the question, which is because your initial question is, when do you have to hand off? But what Dave is describing is this collaborative effort where those co- lines of communication between teacher and parent and youth are there. So if it does come to a point where the collective needs a more formalized, more specific help, at least you can feel good about it because you've talked to everybody who right. is kind of on team that kid. It's a great way to, f- to think of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, but I think this is already going to be chalked up as our bonus episode. Yeah. And and it's probably going to be titled, um, bonus bonus with Dave Dave's bonus parent youth teacher Rab- trifecta rabbit trail. Dude, that is so, but good. I mean, it, but we, even what you're saying, Dave is when you're talking is like, Ooh, that's convicting, really convicting to me because I hang out a lot at our school and and even in the second semester, I hang out a lot at the grammar school where fifth graders are going to turn into sixth graders and move into our program. Uh, but I rarely, it's like they're ghosts around the school that rarely engage with because my primary purpose is engaging with the kid yeah. and I never think about that other dynamic of what teachers are 
I did that, and I didn't even think about it until today. It's so, like, yeah, I didn't even I didn't think about it until you said something. You see that? But it's like, how do you, is it okay to engage a teacher and say, hey, I mean, maybe this is something that requires a good bit of thought and have you come back, mm-hmm. you know, in the future and say, you know, we've really thought about this. Maybe we should go talk to, the three of us should go talk to some other teachers and say, hey, we're in youth ministry in town. A number of our kids go to your school and you have some of them. What would be a, a kosher way for us to start a conversation and a relationship, just a partnership, uh, talking about what our kids are facing these days? Maybe have them on the podcast more. Right. Well, and I think that's, as I'm thinking about it, that's where I would go first is I would, I would go to the teachers I already know just say, this is what I'm thinking about. Do you, do you think, is this a pipe dream or is this, could this work? How, yeah. how do you think from your end as a teacher would this work? Or, you know, you, you probably, um, you might have relationships with even some of the administrators, mm-hmm. at least they know who you are and you know who they are and you can kind of go and just say, Hey, could we brainstorm about this? Right. Because I think that the teachers here, are just a wealth of information about who our kids are because mm-hmm. they're with them so much. And if we could somehow partner to take advantage of that, uh, what would that look like? And not have the answers, not say, I've got this program laid out and this is what we're going to do. But, mm-hmm. hey, are, if you're concerned about the same things I am, can we think about how we can tap into that potential and figure it out? So I think that's definitely a worthy. Did you ever experience like a good, a really good, healthy, while you were a teacher, uh, a healthy relationship between um, a youth or a pastor, director, or whatever, or a church and the school? Like a good, healthy one that incorporated some of these elements. Maybe they were doing that, but you. I, you know, there were the couple of things that I can think of. Um, the first level is there are, there were churches that their youth person was showing up at least a couple times a month for lunch, hanging out with the kids. And it, for, we, we had a chapel program. So their youth workers were showing up once a semester to, to do a chapel. Um, and so you kind of knew they were around and, and there'd be things every once in a while in the teacher's lounge. Hey, this is from X church. And they just want you guys to know that, they appreciate you and they're thinking about you. So here they bought you guys lunch from Jason's deli or something like that. And it was kind of cool. You know, that was cool. And so that's, does that matter though? I know it's cool, well, but does it matter? That's what I'm saying. I think that's kind of like the Let first level. Let the man talk, level. Chris. That's the first Sorry, level. I'm does so it, interested. Do you miss it if it's not there? Probably not. Um, the next level of things, you know, I'll, I'll Chase has Chase been here before? He hasn't been here before, has he? Oh, he We're not talking about that on the air, guys. Brief, We're no. talking about that on the air. He will never ever come on our podcast. Not well, because maybe. we choose that. No, it's true. He's well, let me tell you schedule. one good thing about Chase. <laughs> Every time he hears a bell ring, for nah, a couple for a couple like years Chase to be on the show for a couple years, um, Chase. I you know, and I don't know what the ins and outs were with. Uh, Christ community there, but in terms of them letting him do that, but he was the like the flag football coach for a couple of years in the middle school. Yeah, and so he was able because of that to 
have a different level of relationship with mm-hmm. some of the teachers because teachers are getting out there and they're going to the games once in a while and and the kids are more than just the Christ community kids are talking about Chase mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because it's all the kids on that flag football team and so you know when that you know what does that look like but I, not every youth worker has that kind of bandwidth to to do that much but that took it to the next level and that was a that was a good relationship and i know that there are churches that are desert's different because it's not there's no one church that runs that school right kind of and i know that push you've got lots of churches represented but it's kind of run by a particular church yeah and um but so desert will have different churches come in and partner with them on things um but I still didn't feel as a teacher like, man, I just, and I know Chris and he's here are the kids in Chris's group and I kind of see something going on here. So I, I'm going to call Chris up and I don't know him well, but I know him well enough, well enough that I can email him or call him and say, Hey, maybe we can talk about this. I'm just seeing this. I'm wondering if you ever see it mm-hmm. and just knowing that you're interested in that. I, yeah, that, I never really. What if you got an email out of the blue and said, "Hey, what's up, Dave? I uh, haven't met you before. Um, a lot of our youth attend your school, and I know a lot of them take your class. And I just want to get to know the school better. Could I? Could I show up and could we eat lunch together? i on a at the school and just I want to hear your story and just hear who you are and just get to know you. Would that be welcome? Or it would it be, be by weird? me. You know, it would be my by me, and I can I. I think that um, a lot of my teachers that I worked with would would say, "Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I could do that." Also, I will. I will. Of the two Christian schools in Tucson, one has youth pastors crawling all over it, mm-hmm. and I don't get the sense that the other one does. So that might that might not be how yeah. the one. I mean, because I can't tell. It, it almost was like the Anchorman scene where all the different news networks were showing up some of those times when I was on campus. Yeah, had to remind those fools who own that school. But it's not like that as much anymore. No, if I'm understanding. I don't think so. But I don't know. I don't. Because I, right. I think I think I text I, those guys to come well, with me when I go. Yeah, but I then think it's to earn the trust. But then it's not to underestimate and to start to say, wow, there are quite a few smaller schools. Right too, and yeah. just like, do I do I if I've got kids there, even if it's three of them, it might be worth yeah. talking. The to problem that is principal. the government. The government schools really aren't in favor of it. No, yeah. I know that, but I'm talking about smaller Christian schools too. Right, like there's, yeah, you know, that's the faith true. Community, the the Veritas. The Veritas. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about those. And and just saying, you know, there's at some level, it's probably still worth figuring out how to reach out and to yeah. bridge that gap a little bit and to work on that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there's an openness. Yeah. Um, so if there was, if there wasn't, I think there's an internal governor inside of the mind of a, of a teacher at a Christian school that if they were to reject some sort of invitation to community yeah. and to growth, that an internal governor would tell them, God, that, that would look weird if I didn't yeah. meet with them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, and, and interesting, too, like, I, I'd love to get you back to talk to you and Adam Kopic. You remember when Adam was on? Yes. A few months ago? Adam's awesome. And um, 
because he he has kind of a similar story to you where he came out of a public school okay. into youth ministry from a teacher to a yeah. to youth ministry and he was in it for maybe two three years and then he came on the show to talk about kind of those relationships and yeah. some random stuff and it's it's really funny because um uh if i remember correctly i mean if you're listening go back to that episode i don't know what series it was or whatever but uh, it's sort of the same thing, except for we can come into the front door to these Christian schools, yep, but to go in the back he door. goes has to go in the back yeah. door of those schools. But there is that same desire for community involvement. It's just you have to go through these back and side doors. Right, you can't right. it, you can't use your credentials to get in the front door. There you right. have to actually use just your presence and like be your, creative. You have to get really you, creative. You have to, and which I thought was really really interesting. Yeah. Now thinking through the two different um, pieces. So but when you get in there, you're going to still, it'll be harder to find them, but you're going to have teachers and coaches in those arenas that are going to be on the same page. You're going to have some that are way off and like don't want to have anything to do with you Yeah, and no teamwork. But if you can start to find those people that are working in that mm-hmm. arena that do care about these same things as you care about, how encouraged will they be? Because they're they're walking alone a lot. They're trying to find each other a lot of times in yeah. the public school. And if they know they've got um, guys coming over, guys and gals from these churches coming over that want to help support them and want their help too in, re- in return. You're like, hey, you, you're spending all this time with these, with these kids. What are you seeing? How can I help you help them? Um, man, that's that's encouraging. That's a big mm-hmm. that's a big mission field right there too. Yeah. So this this yeah this is definitely bonus <laughs> yeah. episode. That it's nothing. How do we hand off? What was the original question? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we even care. We're gonna have to handle that in a brief third episode. This will be our bonus number four. Um, so yeah, if you have more questions or things you want us to uh, to talk about or, or bring in specialists on, send us an email at thepracticalyouthpastor at gmail.com and we'd be glad to uh, broach the subject and talk about anything. If it's helpful to you, we want to talk about it. So hopefully this ministry has been a, a blessing to you. Um, even shoot out encouragements or critiques. We want to know if we're really scratching the itch that you have so thanks very much for joining us we'll, we'll see, see you, you next. we'll see you see. last week we'll see you last on week episode three yeah. see you last week <laughs>